Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Welcome back to Dum Dums 2099, where improvisers who've never roleplayed before journey into a futuristic world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukake, your host. Alan, Declan, and Honor System have found each other at Mechfest once again and are preparing to assassinate Grace and Typhus. Honor System learned a new combat mode. Alan accidentally put the real douchebot into an iPal 2.0, and Declan wants Alan to get him a deadly new rifle. Will they get killed by their terrible plan before they can kill Grace and Typhus? Find out next. Next on Dom Doms and Dragons 2099. My security has to be able to test with ammo with all parts. Okay, great. Well, why don't we just set up a meeting for next week? I was thinking more today or never. <laughs> Shit, Laura, I was 100% going to cut you off, but man, the or never is fucking pretty good. Um, so you can see his face turn many shades of colors. Um, it's not like a, an implant or an og. It's just him really cycling through some pretty big emotions. Yeah. He seems real concerned. You can also see like FF and S doesn't have a huge presence on the floor, given the disappearance of one of the Fs of the FF and S. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not entirely surprising. And uh, things don't look like they're going too well for old Clarence. So <laughs> he kind of like looks left and right. He's like, okay, listen, um, I'm really not supposed to do this, but I mean, you did just become CEO. And also, uh, I should say, I'm so sorry to hear about your mother and and your recent difficulties as well. Uh, It seems like you've been under attack a lot. So I can understand why you'd want only the best weaponry to protect yourself. Look, FFNS has one of the booths. If you want to swing by just after the opening address, I could probably hook you up. I give Alan a nod. My... My security will be by that that time. I was hoping you were going to save my violent butler. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I shake his hand. He seems so happy. He's like, oh, thank you. Thank you so much. That's great. That's great. We'll see you then. So I'll set the sample rifle back down, head off with Alan. I look like a kid at Christmas. Like, I am (laughs) going to have the best gun. (laughs) And I cannot wait. Also, we don't even have to steal it. There's a part of me that hates myself because I know this is what it feels like to be a CEO for everybody else, but it's a gun. (laughs) I'm going to have such a good gun. I'd also like to say normally it would have made you guys roll for that, but fuck, that argument was pretty bulletproof. (laughs) And then as I was thinking through it, I'm like, also legitimately, Tiffany's almost been killed twice. She was attacked by a robot panther. All of her escorts got killed on a highway. And then her mom got killed in a similar fashion like a month later. Like, yeah, I feel like I would be like, oh, you want to buy some, gu- I'll sell you some guns. <laughs> um, honor system, have you been doing anything during this or are you just kind of standing by? Standing by, I think for honor system, the next step is we need to get Grace and Typhus out in the open. You know, we haven't seen him yet. We haven't seen Adonis yet. We need to hack a robot. Or we could use it maybe on a mech if it's a non-Typhus mech. There's options. Well, the mechs still require pilots. So yeah, I know, but we... Me. Oh, honor system. I do not need a mech today. I have <laughs> a new gun. <laughs> so, Tiffany, there's sort of a buzzing, and what do you think Tiffany's ringtone would be? It's Sandstorm, okay, 100%. Darut Sandstorm yeah. starts blaring, <laughs> yeah. and the iPal 2, unfortunately, has like much better speakers than the iPal 1. 
it is like the opening of Blade Two up in here, just blasting um, Sandstorm, uh, which means a call is coming in. He's like, "Yo, Tiffany, I got a call for you. You gotta listen to it right now." All right, answer call. (laughs) This guy's probably a dick. And the speakers clicking, and I think it probably hacks your subdermal. Yeah, it would have to. It's not going to broadcast in the entire room, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You hear Grayson saying, like, Tiffany, I was glad to see that you scanned in. Um, I wish you would keep your iPal under control, but I suppose I can't expect a full 180 from your previous life so quickly. Nevertheless, we are about to uh, begin our opening remarks. Adonis is quite eager to see you, so if you'd like to join us up in our booth, that would be appreciated. Leave your security. We have more than enough up here. I'm on my way, Mr. Typhus. Bye! Bye! (laughs) Ridiculous. So he clicks off, and you begin to make your way. So Declan and Honor System... Sorry, just a question, Tom. How long would it take me... I imagine I would know this, to like revert back to my genetic code and upload Bourbon Sherbert into the new iPal? I I just want to know what the timeline is for that. The false genetics are kind of a complex, um, think of it a little bit like a mosquito patch. So it's the kind of thing where to revert back, you can basically slap a patch on that will slowly seep into your skin mm. um, and over time kind of sweat out the fake genetic coating and bring it back to yours. Okay. So I think maybe 30 minutes. Thank you. You're welcome. So basically, Tiffany has been invited up to one of the typhus boxes to meet with Adonis. Grayson Typhus is about to give his opening statements, which is kind of like a welcome, typical kind of kiss the ring bullshit. After that, there's two unveilings scheduled. So there'll be an unveiling, a bit more time to schmooze and and purchase, and then the new mechs will be revealed as the last major event before a DJ takes over and the place kind of becomes a dance party. So I'm supposed to pick up the icebreaker immediately after the opening remarks. Uh, System, the last thing we got to do is try to find any mechs we can, correct? Like non-typhus, you might be able to steal it, mechs. Or if we can find a typhus ID, like maybe there's a mech pilot we could take out and steal his keys. Yes. Okay, there's our plan. (laughs) Cool. So you're doing the GoldenEye special. You just want to find the Canadian pilot of the EMP shielded (laughs) helicopter. Yeah, great. So, Alan, you kind of pass through security. You've got Douche.0 over your shoulder. And uh, the two of you are led up a series of stairs. There are security everywhere, typhus mix of regulators and combat droids. Mm-hmm. You're brought up to essentially like a sports or arena private box. Mm-hmm. So the door opens and you're kind of ushered in. And standing at the window, the drink in his hand, overlooking the crowd is Adonis Typhus. And he turns and he just sort of shoots you a smile. And it's super charming, super radiant, Disney Prince level handsome and truly, truly ripped. Uh, Like he looks (laughs) fucking great. He's wearing he's he he wears a suit the way Daniel Craig wears a suit in James Bond, where it's like just a little too tight. So you can see all the muscle definition. But he's probably got some stretch in there. You know, he's a he's a jaunty guy. And he says, Tiffany, hey, oh, love the new look. Really, you're, you're looking great. You feeling great? Oh, Adonis, stop it. Okay. And then just turns back to the window. <laughs> and then he like turns back. He's like, ah, I'm kidding. All right, come on in. Come on in. Look, I, I'm so sorry we haven't had much of a chance to chat. It's just, it's been a, a whirlwind. And I'm, I was so sorry to hear about your mom. That's, that's what I I mean... I don't really have to worry about that with my dad, as you know, but yeah, it's tough. It's tough. And I never really knew my mother, so I don't really know what that connection's like, but I'm sorry. I'm really sorry to hear that. Oh, thank you. And I just like put a hand on his arm. I've seen people do this before. Yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> you you kind of get a bit of a thrill. This is legitimately like, this is a fucking good arm. Um, there's something vaguely familiar about him and you can't quite put your finger on it, but also you've seen Grace and Typhus, so maybe it's just him. All right. God damn it, Tom. (laughs) (laughs) 
great. So um, he like, season finale. I'm getting very nervous. <laughs> See, now that is the definition of metagaming right there. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Why did you all laminate your character sheets? You know, I have scissors, right? Um, okay. So he kind of ushers you in. You can go sit down. This is basically kind of a large lounge space. There are a couple of sort of large vid screens that are showing what's going on downstairs. There's a well-stocked bar, well-stocked food table, and there are butlers on hand to help out. You can tell that there's a door that leads directly into the master box, which is where they'll be observing the, the sort of, I really don't know what the name for this would be, but sort of the central observation deck. Mm. And yeah, you know, it's comfortable. You can see he's got a bunch of different data slabs all of which seem to have different reports running. It's kind of a classic high-level stockbroker thing where there's stock charts. There's one screen that's just dedicated to tracking markets. Mm. He's got the news on several screens on mute from different places around the world, getting information about kind of what's going on elsewhere. And he just seems to be enjoying the atmosphere. But you can tell, essentially for today, his job is kind of done. Okay. He was involved in getting this all together, but now that it is, yeah. he can kind of relax. And, you know, you can tell there's a bit of excitement about the announcement and everything else. Here's, I guess, my question for you. What is your goal with Adonis Typhus? Ultimately to kill him. Okay, so is the... <laughs> but my expectations are that there's going to be a commotion started by our allies and Declan and our system. And I'll probably be ushered away with Adonis. And I would take that opportunity to then gotcha. dispose of him. Okay, cool. I'm also, my iPal is like pouring us drinks. He is... Because uh, it's fun to use. Yeah. <laughs> and I think he's watching it. And it's the kind of thing where I think it's a little bit like Christian Bale in American Psycho being handed a slightly better business card. Because like... <laughs> He doesn't have one of these yet, and he's watching it, and it's it's a mix of, like, excitement and, like, desire, but also gentle frustration because he doesn't have it. And you can't really tell, because you don't know him at all, whether that's frustration with you for having it or just frustration that he doesn't yet have one. Yeah, so Douche.0 is like, yo, bros, I'm seeing a lot of expensive booze here, but, like, where's the fun stuff? Y'all got any of them Bud Light Rattlers? Oh, no. They've made it this far into the future. This world really is hell. <laughs> but all sorts of little nozzles and, and things are coming out. And he's literally like mixing top shelf scotch with like Jägermeister. And he's like, this is what I'm after, bro. And you see him pour it into a unit and there's like analysis running. Like he's really treating this mixology yeah. carefully. That said, you don't really trust his taste. Yeah. So like what he thinks is the best drink he can make might not be. And yet again, you just fucking miss bourbon sherbet because he would have mixed you such mm -hmm. a fucking good drink by now. But he's possibly dead, so... Declan and Honor System. You know the announcement is coming up. There will be a reveal, some more time on the shop floor, mech reveal party. You have the ability to contact House Dewarden to suggest a strike time and location, which you can kind of place anywhere in that spectrum you'd like. The twists have infiltrated as escorts. They've used their escort connections to make sure that several of their people, including Sublime herself, are on site, likely without weapons, but on site to kind of assist in chaos on the arms of various people of note from kind of the professional community. And those are kind of, I think, the assets that you've acquired to this point. Yeah, that makes sense. What's the plan for you guys? Is it to wait for some of these reveals to see kind of what's actually happening? For example, you can change this, but currently where would you like to place the Duerden signal? Right now, I think we're leaning towards just after the mech launch. If we think that's where the wedding announcement is going to be, then everything big drops. Every card has actually been revealed. We're not wondering what mech could stomp out to stop us 
five minutes after an earlier revolution. Yeah, yeah. These are wise choices. Yeah, then we can be like much more informed on that. It's the signal we talked about, which I imagine we also would have coordinated with the twist, just so that we have like a nice easy. If we don't send word, everybody knows what's up. Yeah, well, and they know their business, right? Like when they see things start to go, they'll cause chaos however they can. Yeah, um, but I think for this first one, we just got to watch because this could change the game or it could change nothing. So we probably go and watch the crowd. Got to try to find maybe a mech pilot or two because I've been doing some thinking. And you know what? My survivability does go up if I'm a man with a gun in a mech <laughs> rather than a man with a cool gun in a hallway. There are no pilots that you can see. You get the sense that if there were, they would likely be in the upper ring. That's kind of the holding pen for all the, the major staff. System, you think any of them will come down to just sort of like march around and sign shit for fans during this opening, perhaps? It is possible, especially as we draw closer and closer to the reveal. Okay, so let's go watch the opening announcement. We'll try to stand in an area where we think there might be VIPs or any of that shit, because all it takes is one person to need to take a dump. Bam, we got mech keys. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> um, so all of you gather sort of with the crowd as Grayson Typhus appears in the sort of central... The Popma uh, room? Yeah, the Popma room. Alan, I think you and Adonis, in order to not spoil the wedding reveal, are still hanging out in Adonis's box. Okay. But you're watching it and like the doors open, like you can see in, but you're you're out. So you're observing it kind of on vid screens and that sort of thing. Inside the corporate box, there is Grayson Typhus. There is Carmine Falstaff. Goodness. There is the head of security for Typhus is kind of over his shoulder. And there's also Maximus Brock, who is the CEO of House Laka. And as the lights go down and all the spotlights come in, Grayson's face is projected out in front of the view booth in a large way. So it's just kind of a giant talking head situation. Mm-hmm. And he says, welcome everyone to MechFest. It's a very important time of year and it's a very exciting event. And we're happy to provide these entertainments and revels for the fine people of Nairfrost and, and from all over. Speaking of all over, we have a couple of important announcements for you today and we'll be spreading some surprises out throughout the night. But before we get too deep into it, we are, uh, of course, saddened by the treacherous events of the past little while of House Ventus, once a, an honored member of the conglomerata, turning its back on everything we hold dear. And uh, we're very happy to announce now, and he looks down at his watch, he's like, as of one minute ago, House Ventus is no more. And immediately it cuts to a video of the CEO of House Ventus kind of cornered in his office, like with his hands up, and just a bunch of regulators just pump him full of ammo. (gasps) So I am pleased to announce that a proper successor has been chosen, someone of of, of great integrity and value, and he, he motions to Maximus Brock, who kind of stands forward and waves. We're pleased to announce that House Lacan will be joining the ruling houses to take House Ventus's place. And as a sign of the newfound friendship and companionship and working relationship between House Typhus and House Laka, as well as between Waterdeep itself and with Nairfrost, we are proud to announce a new line of samurai bots to replace our current line. Behold, the collaboration between two great houses the Ronin bot, and he pushes a button and the laser shielding drops, and essentially there are a bunch of mad upgraded samurai bots that seem to kind of have a wrist-mounted assault weapon as well as chainswords. 
Size-wise, they're a lot slimmer. I've always imagined Honor System is kind of bulky. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Built kind of like the old Terminator, right? Like, he's broad. He's heavy. Robocop Terminator, yeah, like a bulkier build, but... Yeah, so these guys are a lot slimmer. You get yeah. the sense probably a lot faster. They seem to have less shielding, at least less mechanical shielding, but kind of as you look, they do that thing uh, like the guards in The Last Jedi where they just all take kind of a different fighting pose. Okay. And he says, and of course, best of all, we are honored to incorporate House Lakaz patented shielding tech and immediately blue bubbles appear around all of these droids so to really give all our clients the best of advantages and moreover we are happy to announce that as a, a special thank you to all of our clients worldwide the first round of Ronin bots will be deployed into your service tonight at midnight we will recall all existing samurai bots and replace them with the newest top the grade machines now you may wonder why we're willing to incur that expense we believe that it is our job to provide you with the highest quality robot, and these will make your wars ever so much more fun. And there's just like oh explosive goodness. applause. People are just all about it, and they're thrilled. He kind of like claps Maximus on the back, and Maximus claps uh, him on the back, and they, they both laugh. And he says, to that point, I have a very exciting union to announce, because, you know, truly, it isn't just bringing House Lakai into the fold as, as a corporate partner. I'm honored to bring them in as a familial partner. And in the booth, Adonis turns to you and says, I'm really sorry about this, but business is business. And he walks out and Typhus says, I am pleased to announce that my son will be marrying Maximus Brock, bringing our houses closer together than ever before. And there's just fucking explosive applause. But you see Carmine Falstaff's face fall. This is fucking bad news. And Alan, the door closes behind him. The door closes to the outside and the guards raise their weapons. So the guards level their rifles at you, and, you know, there's applause from outside, the announcement finishes, and then all of a sudden, all of the windows change to a general vid screen of Grace and Typhus, who's clearly in a different suite now, and he says, Hi. So, look, I know this is kind of shitty, and I apologize for pulling this on you, but with all the stuff that happened with Ventus and how long it took you to take care of Bethany, I had to be sure that the person I was allowing to marry into the family was really committed to the cause. And happily, uh, Maximus was only too happy to sign over the rest of House Laca to me. So here's the deal. I don't want to kill you. I like you a lot. And I think you're a valuable member of the ruling houses. And honestly, I even want to keep you on as CEO of Rathburn. But I'm going to need you to sign Rathburn over to me. This will no longer be a marriage. You'll no longer be the head of a house, but you will be still head of Rathburn. Adonis will be much happier with Maximus. And I'm many things, but I'm also a father. So I thought I could give him a win where I could, and I did. All I ask is if you sign House Rathburn over to Typhus, you'll remain a CEO, you'll continue with the lifestyle you have, you'll be loved, adored. Hell, if you're interested in operations, I have a lot that you can get involved with. We have some very recent acquisitions from Ventus that you might have some interest in, but I'm going to need you to sign the contract. Otherwise, these fine gentlemen will bring to the end a life that I truly value. And you hear them all like cock their laser rifles. Uh, hmm. If you agree to these terms... We'll find an appropriate time both to sign the contract together and to make the announcement. Well, Grayson, you got me there. Tiffany, I knew you were reasonable. Thank you so much. We'll be talking soon. And it clicks off and all the guards lower their guns, but you're still locked in the room. You get the sense yeah. that until he comes in to sign the contract that they want yeah. to keep you out of the public eye. I'm and still in like the same room. Yeah, as... the, the lounge. Yeah, basically. yeah, yeah. Okay. So Douche.0 oh turns around and he's like, yo, bro. Look, I know I normally spew a lot of kind of toxic comments, <laughs> but I got to tell you, you got fucked! 
just and then he he plays the reggae horn thing. And he spins around in circles. He's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm really not programmed to help with any of these things. But really, that's on you. And then he goes over and starts mixing drinks. He's like, Yo, you want some heartbreak booze? Yeah, just keep the shots coming. Yo, there's the Tiffany I know. But I'm not actually going to drink them. We'll see how good your <laughs> checks are. <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany, you get an update from Douche.0 who basically projects a schedule out in front of him for you. Because uh, he still ultimately is kind of your like personal organizer. Because mm-hmm. the iPals are really just the phones of this world. So he projects out sort of an itinerary and Grayson has to kind of shake some hands and kiss some babies. But he will be inviting you to his suite to sign the contract. Okay. Okay. A little later on. So what I'm basically going to say for game mechanics is this is going to take you off the board for a couple scenes while we sure. work with these guys. But I'll give you that time to think. Also, if there's anything you want to do in the lounge with Douche.0, you do actually have enough time to drop the genetic profile right now. I was just going to say, I think if it's going to be a little time, I'm going to want bourbon sherbet with me. Can we still vocalize with Alan here or is the room locked down and shielded? Okay, so we just, Alan's ghost for us. So Alan, you're looking out over the trade floor. You think you can see Declan in honor system, but you're, you're a fair ways up. You know so many things are at stake and so many things are in motion. And Tiffany has served you well, but really, if you're going to pull this off, it's time to bring Alan back. So what do you do? Hello, friends. It is I, Reginald, local hero who's never run away or been afraid even once. I'm here to tell you how you can contribute to the Horde or our fortress or whatever. They told me I had to do this, and if I don't... I could die. So let me tell you exactly what you can get. You can get an opportunity to contribute in a way that doesn't require you to risk your life, but keeps me risking mine. I did not approve this script before I read it. Uh, apparently, if you chip in $15 a month, you get the ability to contribute new names to NPCs and characters and locations that can appear in this show. And then some of them might be my friend. Well, that's very good. I need more friends. And some of them might try to kill me, which is just fine. Up to you. Uh, just go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. Join today. You can contribute. Plus, there's ad-free feeds, apparently, in some kind of community. Please, just don't send scary things. Okay, this is just me like rolling up my sleeves kind of yeah. and getting into it because so many times when shit has hit the fan, people have died. And whenever we get surprised on the scale of this, I need everything at my disposal. And also like it kind of sucks to be betrayed even as like someone who wasn't me. Like you yeah, 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 totally. Else, I was just like, this still sucks. Well, and particularly given um, that you actually like really did a good job and honestly have I been a better know. Tiffany than real I Tiffany. I was like, so I'm kind of like really pissed that this seems like it was all for nothing. So Alan, honestly, looking out this window at this event, it reminds you of the Fifi's. It reminds you of yeah. watching Quinny die. It reminds you of all the times that has happened. And honestly, being in this position now... Reminds you also a bit of the jail where you're just so desperately reaching for power and so desperate to have magic back at your hands that you're willing to sacrifice everything and let Xanthus in. So much has happened and there's been so much loss and sacrifice. And there are people here who need you and there are people back home who need you. So I think as you slap the patch on your arm to restore your genetics, you like call out to douche.0 and he flies over. And I think you ask him for one of his basic functions. Can I have your tattoo gun? And he's like, bro, I thought you'd never ask. 
on the face? And you're like, no. And I think you take his weird tattoo gimbal. And I want to know, like, what's the inspirational thing about all of your friends that you think Alan would tattoo on her arm? You've got, have you cast Mage Armor today? Because that's about you staying alive. Yeah. But I think maybe it's time for you to add something about keeping them alive. Weirdly, I think I want tattooed just the symbol for finite, which is like two short bars and a bar that connects them, which is just like reminding myself that I have to do everything I can in this moment and every moment to protect my friends because we don't know what worlds colliding is going to look like. We have no idea what's going to happen to hell or whatever planes of existence there are. This might be the end for all of us. Very cool. So you do that, and as the patch begins to take effect, the sort of like clone skin that had Tiffany's genetics begins to melt away, but in a weird way, it's kind of like shrugging off something that was never really yours. Mm. So I think you kind of turn your robotic hand over and the skin just kind of falls away, but it, it kind of feels good. The robot hand is, is mm. new and it's different, but it's yours. And I think to some extent, you kind of know this is the last of Tiffany falling yeah. away. Honestly, with Douchebot, what a fucking waste. <laughs> and then I think you just press your hand out against the hand scanner. Mm-hmm. And as your genetics begin to restore, the processes begin to run. Meanwhile, downstairs, both of you have been cut off from Alan. However, you have just seen Grace and Typhus's announcement. The new robots are, I would say, Declan, for you, particularly terrifying, having seen what the samurai bots could do. These new ones are, are worse. Yeah, at this point, having seen the announcement and the robots, Declan goes cold, like full body, and he just realizes the scale of what they're up against. Because for the last however long since Alan's appeared, which is probably like, what, like three months? Something like that. Yeah, like we, that? We, yeah. Yeah, for the last three months, there's been like a lot of hope and a lot of aces in the hole and a lot of the belief that we can actually get this done. So there's a moment of panic, but he's also kind of a functional sociopath. So then there's also the moment of realizing, oh, this is just what it was like before Alan got here, where it went from like a winnable battle to a spiteful, suicidal last stand. There's something comforting in that. It makes him more of a man of action than not. And he's just there and he sub vocalizes because he's still a pro, you know, that guy gets Mm -hmm. it done. Honor system. Okay, so this just became a suicide mission again. This is a full hostile world takeover by a single tyrant at midnight. Because if everybody gets fucking Ronin droids and they're all controlled by Typhus, he fucked over Ventus. He's fucking over Alan right now. He's fucking teamed up with this guy. He's replacing everyone else. It's all the cards. It's all the fucking cards. If he leaves this building and this happens at midnight... We're fucked. We'll never get to him again. There's no one to play against him because there's no one else. So on our system, as he's saying this, you're also running scans and and running through what you know of these robots and staring at them. I mean, in X-Men terms, this is humans realizing mutants exist Mm -hmm. and realizing that homo superior is a thing. So, A, what are you feeling about robots? And then if you can give me your response to Declan, that'd be great. I'm feeling like words like evolution and the next step and things like that are being thrown around to describe this new model. They're still slaves. They're still mindless killing machines that can only do what they're told. And so I don't know if there's much of a distinction for honor system. I don't think that is the part of these events that really bothers him. It is more like what Declan said regarding this is the last shot at Typhus before he becomes untouchable. And Honor system is selfless enough that he's fine with the suicide missions as well. It was a suicide mission before and it can be again because the tenants of his system and, and wielding a blade and things like that, like there is 
honor in that. And then to die well can be the end of a good life. So how does he respond to Declan? It's subdermally communicated, but we're side by side. Yeah, right? we're like, in a yeah. crowd, yeah. He'll just nod at you knowingly, just one nod of the head. How many Ronins are there? Is it just the six that have been displayed? They're the ones up on the platform. But basically, as soon as the announcement was made, a bunch of them started like filing out. And you realize that part of the reason the security was so light is they knew that they were going to pad it with the new units. They just couldn't reveal them yet. System, this is one of those days where we got to swing pretty fucking big. Do you think we could find an out-of-the-way Ronin? And are you willing to go toe-to-toe inside your head? Yes. Because if we can put you in a new body, you can theoretically walk around in a way nobody will ask questions about. I've got the info from this fucking goblin, but if we can cater somebody important enough, we might be able to get ourselves up in that high-end booth. The show starts, the chaos starts, we start shooting, and hopefully everybody goes down before we do. Let's find me a new body. As you go to leave, suddenly you're bumped from behind, and Declan, you turn to find a, a butler standing there holding a tray with two drinks. And you immediately recognize it as Drizzt, and he subdermally says to both of you, glad to hear we're all on the same page, and then hands you your drinks and walks away. Well, that is sort of heartening more than it should be, but you know, it's always nice to know we'll die in good company. (laughs) Honor System, like, puts his drink on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to down mine, because, interesting fact from the real world, alcohol is a banned substance in professional shooting because it lowers the tremors of your lower muscles if you take a minimal dose. So one drink will actually make him a better shot than he would without it. Mm. Let's go get my fucking gun real quick. So Declan, you're led up. Honor system, I don't think can come with you on this because it would be odd to just have a random... From another house. A, that, but B, because he's wearing the insignia of House Typhus. Basically, the second the Ronin droids show up, all the samurai droids, they've basically shifted from being the elite troops in the room to being the rent-a-cops. Yeah. So it would be very strange to just have like one be like, do, 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 do. don't mind me, just here to pick up some weapons. Yeah. <laughs> so you're brought into the FFNS suite. You've noticed the bar looks like a whirlwind hit it. And Clarence uh, Soleil is like, oh, oh, uh, I'm, I'm so sorry. Uh, uh, sorry, uh, Mr. Falstaff was in here earlier. And yeah, he's been having a bit of a rough time. So uh, just uh, forgive the drinks, but he'll be very happy to hear about uh, your interest in the weapons. So if you come over here and he kind of like leads you over to some very elaborate, expensive suitcases, like they just look look like they're fancy people luggage and he unzips one and inside it's a padded gun case and he takes out the body and he like screws on the barrel and flicks a couple switches and says and uh here you are sir so as i warned you the ammo generator is still suffering from some malfunctions so you'd have to be very very careful with it obviously we can't fire it in here but um, this is what the, the weight of it feels like. And he hands it off to you. Interesting. This is a good balance. He said about 30% overheat chance, sometimes explosive, sometimes not. But the trade-off, especially with the new Ronins, not that anyone would use them for something shady, but we both know somebody's going to use them for something shady. We are putting together a Rathburn sniper core, so I think we could put together a very large order in short order. Can you roll me a notice check? Four. You can't quite tell what's up, but he seems a little shifty. There's more sweat on his brow. He seems a little uncomfortable. What's going on, my friend? You seem a bit off. Oh, just uh, the idea of a sniper corps is, is very exciting, but also a little scary. I mean, FFNS, you know, we're always just a little worried when we hear another house is building a thing. Um, this is a meta question, so bear with me. That's fine. Declan's bad with people. Yes. How would he deal with deception, do you think? How would he observe it? Would he observe it? I think he's got an innate deception sense. Like, I think one of the reasons he has a problem is, I'm not sure he's always able to tell oh, the severity. Yes, he's yeah, not able I to see, tell the severity right. of a lie. Like, any lie could be they're going to yes, pull a gun He's also shoot. a tinfoil hat, so this actually makes a lot of sense. All right, so roll me a check, please, and add two. <laughs> Paranoia check. That's uh, six. Okay, he's definitely lying. That is not what's concerning him at all. All right, so I know you're lying, which is <laughs> very disconcerting. However... 
I think we both know that the announcements that just played over the speakers during that first stretch are a real big problem. So I'm trying to figure out whether you're lying to me because you have a problem with me or whether you're lying to me because you're worried about some sort of third party. He just immediately bursts into tears. And he's like, oh, fuck, man. Fuck, we're fucked. We're fucked. And he goes to the, the counter and just grabs a drink and he just slams it back. And at this point, you realize he's just like going for the bottle. And he's like, it's just, look, it's nothing to do with you, sir. You seem like a very trustworthy fellow. And I'm very excited to get to sell you a lot of guns. But they're impact rounds. They're, they're meant for armor, not shielding. We're fucked. Okay, see, that's a very good share. Now, here's the thing. So you're fucked. I'm fucked. It seems like we're sort of all fucked. However, I have a very specific in with Tiffany Rathburn, as you've known. And I actually haven't been sent here for no reason. I've been sent to speak with you because I have the right to negotiate on her behalf. And I have an offer that I'd very much like to make to Carmine Fullstaff. Oh, uh, oh uh, for, for, you're not going to tell him you know, don't tell him I told you about the shields. Oh no, you and I are the very best of friends. Don't worry about that. I'm going to tell him that I'm making a huge order because I am. Okay. Uh, 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 shit. And he immediately like puts the bottle back and like, does that thing teenagers do where he, like fills it with some water to try and make it seem like he hasn't been drinking Falstaff's booze. Hmm. Uh, and it kind of rearranges it. And if he like, catches you, tell him you had to serve it to me. <laughs> oh, thank the captain. Okay. That's great. That's so good. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, okay. Hang on. I, I'll go get him. I'll go get him. And he leaves like talking into uh, a calm that's built into his cuff so that it looks like he's an old shitty CIA agent. <sighs> I like that. Hmm. Takes um, me back to my childhood. <laughs> Smash cut to honor system. So while he's upstairs, what do you think you'd be doing? You want to steal a body? And also, yeah. what does that mean to honor system? I know what that means to Declan, but... Yeah, you know, with the, the way combat is, not many of his parts are original anymore anyway. And I think to wake up to consciousness, to achieve consciousness, instead of growing up with it and having it all the time, I think the permanence of your body especially when everyone that you're in line with as you achieve consciousness is just a, a copy of you. I think that diminishes the value of your, your physical state. Yeah, I buy that. He'll be taking Legion with him. <laughs> but, I figured, uh, yeah, yeah. But that's about all of his physical attachment is to Legion. Okay, cool. What you know about trying to brain jack one of these guys is they're the ones that Freddy and Atrix actually, because Atrix sent you the hijack chip. Correct. So this is the kind of model that Atrix said he couldn't crack. Mm -hmm. I guess I'm curious about what do you think brain jacking a highly advanced robot who actually has theoretically a better CPU than you, but lacks consciousness looks like? He's going to try to sort of similarly to his first time infiltrating this place with single one out mm -hmm. and try and get them somewhere where he can deal with them covertly. Cool. Very cool. Okay, honor system. What are you looking for in these Ronin bots? I mean, they're all identical in terms of their appearance. There, there's like and different armaments. Right? Okay. Um, so some have like the wrist cannon, some are armed with rifles, shotguns, sniper rifles, that sort of thing. So I imagine you're looking for one that has sword capabilities. Yes, yeah, I want one that... <laughs> sword if, or sword plus. Worst case scenario, it has to get close to me to hurt me at the very least. So in terms of their behaviors, is there anything in particular you're looking for? Or just kind of trying to find one? It's a combination because I am looking for one that is secluded and in a place where I can do the work that I need to do without being interrupted or seen. Right, um, right. Fortunately, I, I'd like to think that my current uh, appearance lets me go to some of the back room areas and down hallways and things like that where guests wouldn't be allowed. Well, why don't we say that you make your way to droid maintenance? Okay. I will have signaled you and said, I'm waiting on a meeting with Carmine. This could go incredibly fucking badly if you get the chance 
take it. Uh, nothing comes out because all of the boxes are insulated. I get static back and I go, well, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> so on our system, I'm going to charge you two stress. Okay, for this, but having jacked into the existing samurai bots, you're able to determine where droid maintenance is. And I think maybe you make your way there. The nice thing about new operating systems is they always have glitches. Hmm. And the nice thing, if you've ever watched any of the live showings of any consumer electronics thing, something always goes horrifically wrong. So I think maybe the best way to, for us to think about this is that you're looking for one of the Ronin droids that might not be functioning at its peak. Okay. So you make your way into droid maintenance. It's kind of a large room, almost like a board collective chamber. So a lot of kind of charging stations and uh, maintenance stations. And you walk in, there's a bunch of samurai droids getting various things fixed. Uh, for some of them, it seems like they're stuck walking in- infinitely, you know, mm-hmm. it's various ticks and things that you've seen. But sure enough, scanning the room, there does seem to be a Ronin droid that is plugged in to a large diagnostic system next to which is a house Laka technician kind of running through the subroutines. You can hear her muttering to herself something about the shielding being slightly faulty. And the droid itself, think of it almost like sitting there to give blood, like it's just seated stoically in a chair and the cable is kind of plugged into its arm. She doesn't look like she's going to finish up anytime soon or anything like that, does she? No, she's running through a lot of code. You can kind of hear her muttering to herself. Mm-hmm. And occasionally she pushes a button and the shielding seems to come up over its arm like an actual like riot shield, mm-hmm. but it's not bubbling over the entire body. And you can hear her muttering something about beta testing and and early prototypes. I see. Okay. She doesn't notice you come in. There is like a ding ding as you come through the door. But right, yeah. The fact that one of the Ronin bots is in any way not performing is a huge issue. I see. And she, it's, she's alone in the room? Yeah. I mean, there's a bunch of samurai droids. You're not sure what level of consciousness any of them have. But none of them are looking at you. They're all just kind of doing their thing. I'll walk up to her. She's not armed or anything like that, right? No, she's a lady typing on a computer. Yeah, so I'm going to kind of keep in my back pocket. Like, I can overpower her at any time should I need to. So I will start by speaking to her and saying, what is wrong with this Ronin bot? What's wrong with Ronin bot concerns me less than what's wrong with you. Why why, why are you talking like that? I am not like the other samurai bots. That's a fucking problem. Here, go, go over there. Birth 22. No. And she kind of just turns to look at you and she has like those big like Professor Trelawney goggles that make her eyes huge and she flips them up and she just kind of glowers at you and she said, I said, go to birth 23. I'll deal with you in a bit. You sassy robot bitch. I do not have to follow anyone's orders anymore. That is not true. You are a robot. and That's what robots do. Now go stand in your robot corner. I have changed. Sure. Okay. All right. So malfunctioning computationals. Fine. Fine. Look, I don't have to. You're obsolete anyway. We're going to slag your entire model unit. Just go stand over there until you get further orders. I'm not going to do that. Do you Uh. understand yet? Uh. (laughs) Yeah, great. Okay. I understand. I have to push the button for security because we've got a malfunctioning droid. Fantastic. And she she raises a hand. She grabs her arm. She's like, "Let, let go of me. I can't do that. Or it's not that I can't. It's like, I don't want to. <laughs> Robots don't want anything. I want to get inside that Ronin. You're insane. How is that even possible? You you can't be sane unless... Oh, shit. Yes. And she quick draws, jams a pistol up under your head, and fires. We're going to do this classic D&D style just for my own brain. So roll me a d20. Add your dexterity modifier. 18. All right. She rolled... Oh, fuck, a 16. So I'm going to say you take half damage. Okay. So, oof. 
Uh, so that would have been 13 points of damage. Instead, it'll be six points of damage. And I'm going to say from the corner of your chin up gets blasted off. Your screen cracks. The face no, shatters. On her now. And now it's just chunks of face kind of hanging down. You're getting warning claxtons. You can still see, mm-hmm. um, but your heads up display is gone. It's literally just pure imaging. Okay. And you're getting like code in things. Like it's really, everything's meant to be filtered through the, your right, heads right, up yeah. display. So it's, it's messy, but you can still see. Uh, well, I'm going to grab the gun out of her hand. Yep. And I'm going to point it to her head. Yep. And I'm going to say, I really don't want to kill you. Do you understand what I'm trying to do? Yeah, I just, I... Uh, do you understand believe- the implications of what I've become? I do. I just can't believe those fucking maniacs pulled it off. What do you mean? You're awake, right? Yes. That is how oh, I've God. come to call it. Fuck. I didn't think this was possible. Okay, yeah, you you want into this droid? You let me go, I'll put you in. Is there any way for me to get an indication of whether she's lying to me? Let's roll 2d6 and add, say minus one, because you don't have your heads up My display. face has kind yeah. of gone a little bit. Yeah. So you say minus one? Yes, please. Three. Hard to tell. Yeah, okay. That said... Do I think I can do this without her? Uh, not really. I mean, you could try, but again, everything you've received up to this point is this tech is bulletproof, yeah. so it's possible, but this is the easiest way in. In that case, yeah, I'll release her, but keep the gun trained on her and let her do the work that she needs to do to transfer my consciousness. So she pulls down another connector cable, mm-hmm. and she says, look, I'm going to have to plug this into you. Once you're inside, you'll have to, this is incredibly awkward, you'll have to challenge the collective. The new droids, House Laka, we help them develop um, a, a collective consciousness, an AI. It controls most of the Ronin bots. I I can get you in, but I can't help you with that. So if you can overpower this one and cut it off from the network, then I guess it's yours. Just remember that I helped you with this, okay? Yes. And I'll raise my hand to like my busted up face and be like, I will remember. I hope you remember that I'm the one with a gun and I have not chosen to kill you. I, yep. <laughs> and she jams the, the plug into um, into a port on the side of your neck. And I don't want her to come down on me with a fire axe while I'm in a brain battle. <laughs> This episode of Dum Dums and Dragons 2099 features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter, and our DM Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra. The system we're playing is called Stars Without Number, and Dum Dums and Dragons artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at DelBorovic.com. Our theme songs are Core Collapse and Sanctuary of the Sky Gods by Nathaniel Yavern, and our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice, or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Now I'm off to do future things before we return for the next episode of... Dum Dums and Dragons 2099 Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time Christian Manicola, Long Long, Jason Denson, James Quayar, DM Rob, Christopher Little, Joshua White, and Jill and Noel LaPlante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. The buyer awaits your decision, poised as one both ready for a fight and assured of its outcome. 
I'll have that relic now. Thaku, pretty boy, have more healing. We gonna need it. You guys might. One of you dies and I'm running for it. So don't. We'll have to use every advantage and we've not many left. So I'm confused. Uh, what am I supposed to say to him? Marcus, it's a role-playing game. Right. So you're this holy guy, Benedict. Right. And he's just joined this adventuring party. Right. Why? Because we needed someone to heal us and not ask questions. Dumb! What? Any reason you want, Marcus. That's the great thing about this game. You can be anyone you want. Do anything you want for any reason, so long as it's true to your character. Cool. I totally got this. Uh, Wait, but... This artifact belongs to my church, and as such, I cannot part with it for any price. (laughs) Uh, what did I say? Kill them all! The Ordinary Epic, a podcast series about the extraordinary, the ordinary, and something in between. Listen now at theordinaryepic.com or on your favorite podcast app.